Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, this is the Village Witch Ramblings with Claire, boy and psychic medium. Um, we have a guest today. I want you to just kind of like introduce yourself, say what, who you are, how we know each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Jeremiah. I'm 38. I uh, um, grew up in Nebraska and went to Grace University for college, and I met Claire there. And um, I, you know, we we connected. I I feel like it's one of those things. Was like I don't know if if people would normally put me and you and Leah and some of the other people together, and <laughs> but uh, it happened. And uh, I'm glad that we've uh, been able to reconnect in the in recent years. Um, and just kind of see where you know and and recently we kind of reconnected over grace with some of the other people that we went to college with um so and you know i don't know how far your podcast reaches but you know grace university was a christian college in omaha that mm -hmm. does not exist anymore um <laughs> and uh so yeah we'll get more into that i'm sure yeah i um I actually found out that there is like a book that is like the story of grace. Did you know about this? I don't know if I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I found it. I bought it. It's it's in the mail. I'll get it someday. And yeah. I'm gonna, I'm excited to read it. And um, because I'm gonna go all the way back and like really dissect and talk about grace. Because my mm -hmm. first podcast, because you did he didn't get a chance to listen to the first one but it's okay but all it was was just me talking about the stumble bumble fall into how i ended up at grace because that wasn't my first choice i i was accepted and ready to go to north park in chicago and i showed up at grace like i know it was like days into the welcome week like i wasn't there on the first mm -hmm. day and it was very like oh, okay this is a christian college I don't want to go to Fremont. Fremont's gross. You know, like, I don't want to go to, uh, whatever. What was that called? Oh, I just farted out of my head. Midland. And yeah. I don't want to go to Dana because that felt uh -huh. like yucky, sporty or something. And there's, like, Concordia. That was too small town. And that was it. That's all I had. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Grace. And did not yeah. know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yep. Yeah. What, it did, did it have to do with uh, your parents pressuring you no. to go? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Um, you, they were funded or no, no. Okay. No. Um, my so I, I, I was gonna go to Chicago because I have a lot of friends in Illinois, and we were all gonna go to the same college. Like it was a, it was a whole thing. Um, yeah. my mom pulled me aside that summer. I can't even like I I don't have like a good memory of it, but I know that she told me that yeah. she, that she had MS, and she's like, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't go to Chicago. And so then I had to figure out whatever, and then I that's how I ended up figuring out Grace. But the weird thing, and that there's a there's a big giant part of little Claire that hates that I have to admit this right now is that my dad. And I feel that my mom, well, my mom followed, but like my parents didn't talk to me the whole first year at Grace because they said I joined a cult. Okay. Totally didn't think I did. Yeah. 
that's kind of interesting, you know, because a lot of people end up at Grace because their families say you should go here. Yeah. You should go to Christian college. And you're kind of like, no, I went there and my parents were like, you joined a cult. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. know. And I got They could see it and you like, couldn't. Yeah. It was so interesting because there were so many times where like the struggle that I had, like I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up like learning the Bible. I would never read it. I knew nothing. And mm -hmm. um, so like going to Old Testament class, it was like, I remember pulling all nighters being like, this is so fucking boring. Why do I have to do all of this? <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> oh, it's such a d different perspective, you know, versus those of us that really grew up in it. I know, like, this is I could, old news. I know I what this is. All of you guys, like, it's so easy. Like, you guys were all fucking around doing whatever. And I had mm -hmm. a full time job and I was doing this. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, now fully coming out of it and being able to, I know that I've been out of it for a really long time, but I guess I'm just getting the pull now to, like, dissect it. I don't fucking know. But, uh, whoa, yeah. it's a weird time. It was weird. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, but so yeah, that's how I ended up there. That's that's my view on it. So it is. I know that that's why it's going to be a different take because I remember when I was at Grace, I remember fully thinking like, why, why am I the only one that thinks this way? Why mm -hmm. am I like I would get punished for the things that I would that just didn't make sense, you know? Oh, um, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, but I the love that we're gonna have this conversation. Yeah. And the but the weird thing is, and this is something that I just kind of came into. Um, my childhood was so sheltered because I was mm. I was grounded like the whole time. There was one time where I was grounded for a full year. <laughs> like, take off the door, take the music away. You are grounded, you know. Uh -huh. Um. So going to Grace, I felt so fucking free. <laughs> yeah. It was not free at all. Like, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Plus, you were, you were in a small town for the most part, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I, I went to school in Mead. So, my, mm -hmm. graduate, my graduating class was 20. Yeah. Did you go to a public school? Um, For high school. Um, were you homeschooled for the first part? Oh, so, um, I was in public school for kindergarten first second grade at the elementary school down the hill from where we were living and my parents got the you know oh man what's public school going to do to our kid you know kind of this world that uh we'll talk about more i think but yeah. um so then they pulled me out they're like, we've got you on a waiting list to go to the Christian school. Oh. But in the meantime, mom's going to homeschool you. So it was just third grade that I was homeschooled, and they got me in to the Christian school. Um, I don't mean to laugh, but I there is a part of me, and I think it's because I went to Grace, I can always tell that if someone was homeschooled. Like, oh, even yeah. just a teeny bit. and like I Even a teeny bit? Here. I feel like I'm like, oh, there's just, there's just a little, it's a social awkwardness. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm being real. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know uh, how, how much similar 
Christian school kids are and homeschool kids are, but um, so fourth grade through eighth grade, I was at Trinity Christian School, big mega church school. So, um, and they, yeah, they just have K through eighth. Um, So graduated from eighth grade, they're like, you know, we're, it's expensive. And they got all four of us kids eventually in the christian school so um wait pause i feel i need to okay i feel like i have yep. to write this down all right yep. so i'm the oldest i have three younger sisters okay so you have there's four of you yes and you're the oldest and three younger sisters okay and what uh what i don't know how, like what denomination did was like what was how I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, my my main church until junior high was, um, I mean, it was called Evangelical Bible Church. It was part of Fellowship of Evangelical Bible Churches. Um, so, I mean, you think evangelical Christianity, yeah. like, Free. I mean, smack <laughs> dab in the middle of that. It did have, I believe it maybe did have some uh, Mennonite roots as well um don't uh it's like don't quote me on that i think i remember that um in the history of either the the denomination or that church um and um then the christian school because that you know also played a part in like that denomination that church was um non-denominational but very much more like I don't know if all internet, all non-denominal churches you know, are like this, but they were more on the charismatic side um, and that kind of thing. So we would have chapel on Wednesdays. A lot of the kids went to church there. Um, and so that was a, like hearing about their experiences was very much different than mine. As far as pause, like, pause, pause. Chapel, yeah. we had chapel on Wednesdays. What if with your school or with the church? At, at the school, at the Christian okay. school. Okay. Yep. So we, yeah, so that was, they would bring in guests kind of affiliated with their, with the church a lot of the time. I mean, the church and the school were pretty intermingled. Um, And so my church was very much more um, conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, you know, I, I hear about churches where you know, we had music, we had drums, uh, but you weren't and that like kind of thing. Speaking tongues, screaming in the hallways, and whatever. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, went to. Oh my god! I just got a notification that said that the book just arrived right now. Oh, wow! <laughs> Great timing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was very much a church kid at my church. Um. During those elementary years, we went to Awana on Wednesday nights. Okay, Scripture so that's memory. like Lutheran-y feel. Mm. So that was with your church? Awana. That was with your church, not the school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was with, that was Wednesday nights at my church. Um, we would go, and there was a book. Every week there was a, a scripture to memorize, and then, you know, fun and games and stories and stuff like that. Um, and then we, 
there was a leadership shakeup at our church. Senior pastor left, worship pastor left, youth pastor left. Um, yeah, and so we followed that my parents were like we need a good solid you know our kids are getting into youth group age so they actually the church that the youth that the youth pastor went to ended up being a big mega church across from the christian school um west side church and um so that's where <laughs> and that's a southern baptist actually yeah, that's a bit different <laughs> Yep. Wow. Um, and so still, um, yeah, it was, it was a little more raising hands mm -hmm. and, uh, that kind of thing. Still no speaking in tongues or anything like that. Um, but, uh, that's, that's where I spent junior high and high school. Um, so Wednesday night youth group and and uh you know sundays you know being a mega church we had you know retreats fall retreat and oh, I bet. Uh, summer camp and did you yeah. get to go to like different countries and stuff um did a mission trip to mexico in my eighth grade year or seventh grade year um that i didn't do any other like mission trips um but we had like a senior ski trip my senior year we also at that church had a youth choir and we started traveling with that while i was there so every year there was a big trip um and the church partially funded um so it wasn't too expensive wow. so i went on a lot of those went to orlando was the first year and then um we went to Arkansas one year and then we went to New York City oh on an East Coast trip and then we did New York City like once New York City before 9-11 and then went back after 9-11 <laughs> um wow yeah so wow. big yeah trips with that um and so that's awesome that's amazing was, and i'm glad you had that experience I'm, I'm glad you got yeah that. yeah i mean yeah it's kind of interesting to think about the good things that i got to experience mm -hmm. with that but everything was a very big production you know okay. 100 percent um, there yeah money and you yeah you probably know i mean they have i think they're probably still i mean it's a big thing there christmas pageant for two weeks fill the seats with the big production of a Christmas pageant, flying angels and camels and oh my God. No, I didn't. Uh, the whole wow. thing. <laughs> wow. So I did, I, I did the pageant, I think just one year, cause it's just such a time commitment, right? you know, but, um, but there was, yeah, there was so much going on at the church. I didn't do extracurricular activities at school during high school, you know, like there was, I was doing stuff at, church you know and we kind of eventually outgrew the gym at the church as far as our youth group and like we rented out a space um that we got bust to um but we really got to like make it our own make it look cool with cool lights and hang on i feel like and... i'm like envisioning this i might have went there where was it 
there's off Industrial Road, like 144th and Industrial Road in a strip mall out there. We call that the warehouse. Um, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I ran the sound system, played the music uh, and that kind of thing with my eventual getting into radio. Yeah. Um, For some reason, I want to pinpoint on the fact that you said, like, I couldn't do extracurricular activities at school because I was still uh-huh. with the church. So it's almost as if you were homeschooling still, but just. Yeah, still... I was still, even though I went to public school, there was still a big level of like isolation. being sheltered, isolation. Uh huh. No other accepted what ideas what other than. Go to? Uh, I went to, so I went to a big public school. I went to Millard North. Okay. Um, so. Anybody doesn't, I mean, the 500 or so in each grade, you know, Um, yeah, yeah. Um, So that was a (laughs) entering that school was a big kind of shocker for me after being in Christian school and being sheltered my whole life. I was like, people cuss so much. Like I was shocked at the level of like people just like say cuss words all the time. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) at the time. This was such a new thing for me, Um, but I'm like, I I love though I mean I feel like I still throughout that time in my life I still could see I was like it's not a big deal that pe- people so it doesn't make them bad people mm-hmm. you know um you were learning so, about yeah. other kinds of people I guess yeah <laughs> right but i hadn't been exposed to that especially in you know, that it was like the last time i yeah the last time i was at public school was second grade you know so it was like yeah otherwise i'd been the everybody i'd been around was at church for the most part you know um yeah oh, wow eventually my first job was at a grocery store and had co-workers and stuff so but i had been in public school for a couple of years now so it, you know it wasn't, How old were you when you had your first job? Um, remember if I was, I think it might have been when I was fifteen. Um, and and if you remember that part of town that they built that grocery store by Westside Church, um, so everything we lived there, we like we lived behind Westside Church, and so my former elementary junior high school is across the street. And my church uh-huh. was, we had a gate that opened up in our backyard. We could go to Westside, walk down the hill to uh, the grocery store to work. Everything was right there. Um, but yeah. Hmm. So that was, it was convenience and yeah. Um, how, I, there's a part, okay. How much older are you than your sisters? Um. It's less than two years uh, with my, you know, she was born December of 86. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So they and, were, and then, the, the, okay, yeah, tell me the next one. And the next one's November of 88. Okay. And then April of 92 um, is the last one. So a little bit bigger of a gap right. with my younger, youngest sister. But, um, yeah. but yeah, definitely like me and my sister Jessica, like we were close enough in age that 
um, did that stuff we together. Were, yes. Yep. And I was driving her to high school eventually and stuff too. So, yeah. um, yeah. Wow. It was. Mm -hmm. How was um. Okay, there's a part that I want to kind of bring in the just the I'm bringing in astrology. Okay, so yes. because we are born in the same year, we have the Scorpio energy. So we have Scorpio South Node, Pluto in Scorpio, you Saturn in Scorpio. So a lot of Scorpio energy is delusion. And I don't know if you've ever thought about that. And like your South Node represents your past. It could represent your childhood. And you hmm. coming from delusion into the North Node, which represents your future, which is your own hard-earned stability. Hmm. Okay. Does that feel good? Because I love I yeah, when I, I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I came from like not the church, but heavy manipulation in my own childhood, you know, delusion mm -hmm. to then finding my own stability. So it's it's similar, yeah. but different. Um, yeah. But the, the Scorpio part of it also is that, especially our year, 85, we have been through so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... Like we are the, we are that, I mean, generation, couple years of people that like nothing surprises us anymore, but we yeah. also have that detectiveness in us because it's Scorpio where we're like, but why is this happening? What the mm. fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. What, it, you know, so I, I do enjoy that. And I like, so that's, I guess something that I enjoy about you is that I know I've seen you, I guess, just in from what i can tell what you're putting out like you're growing and you keep moving, yes. and you keep like trying to be better and that's always that scorpio phoenix you know yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah i just wanted to like poop that out also i have to say that we're recording this on an aquarius new moon and he has an aquarius moon so it's just very fitting <laughs> Yeah. Because this is very, like, it is a barrier soul kind of a feel, but it's more of a, like, this is just what's happening. This is my reality. This is my truth, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you've put this out there in a lot of different places and ways and whatever, but um, I don't know. I'm just excited. So I guess, okay, well, do you have any questions about the astrology before we go any further, I guess? I do not. Okay. The only other thing I want to say is that um, we have right now in the world, we have the North Node in Aries. So mm -hmm. you have so much Aries stuff. So yeah. this time is very amped up to be better. Like, my, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to have the better relationship. I'm going to speak better. I'm going to be better. Like, everything, like, you have that pressure. And mm -hmm. um, it's good. Keep, keep keep going is just i guess what i'm saying <laughs> yeah kind of a momentum yes because your libra rising is taking a shit right now <laughs> <laughs> well because you're coming up like the libra rising is how you come off to the world and yeah. the south node which represents our past as a collective 
is in Libra. So Libra energy right now is just like, peace was never an option. That is bullshit. You, mm -hmm. that, mm -mm. you can't come off the way that you have been coming off. You have yeah. to be different now. So, yeah. And you have so much Aries that it's like, <laughs> it is an easy switch to just go into that Aries energy, but it's, I'm sure, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, I'm done reading you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess I want to ask, I had a little bit of notes, and... um. So I just recently found out that Grace is built off of like Mennonite um, foundation or whatever. And yeah. um, and I'm going to be figuring out more or whatever, but I just wanted to like know, like, what is your perspective? What do you know about that? Let's, let's pick brain. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, the, both of my parents have some um, Mennonite brethren, um denomination background um so i know sometimes we think about mennonite and think about like closed off communities which i'm sure you know like we've talked about just even in the way that you grow up um can be closed off whether or not you're in a closed off community um but i my mom grew up in minnesota in a small town um and my dad grew up in um, Kansas and then Oklahoma um, on a farm. And um, wow. yeah. So I, need say, I need to pause for one second. Uh, my mom's side of the family is from Minnesota. My dad's side of the family is from Kansas. What okay. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. in Minnesota? Um, Southern Minnesota, um, the small town. It's not too far from like Worthington and Wyndham. Um, it's only like an hour north of Iowa, um, oh, okay. kind of south central Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so um, visiting my grandparents there growing up, like uh, there were like two churches in the town, nothing else in their small town um no gas stations no post office anymore um and so uh very much that church was like singing hymns uh with i think it was an organ um i don't think they had a piano i think it was more organ mm -hmm. um and like fellowship hall in the basement um we went to, we spent summers up there sometimes. I remember we went to vacation Bible school at grandma and grandpa's house one summer at least. Um, so, I mean, we we went there a good number of times. My grandpa would um, uh, occasionally speak or preach in in the church. I would say a lot of the time that uh, we went there growing up there were maybe 40 or 50 um a part of that church wow very being in a small town like that um that's a lot yeah yeah and so i you know i think that dad, oh wait pause you said your grandpa he was a preacher 
or pastor? No, he was not the pastor, but he was like a deacon or elder um, in in this church. And this was um, a Mennonite church? Yes, Mennonite oh, Brethren okay. Church. And What does brethren um, mean? I'm sorry, I know nothing. Yeah, I mean, other like brothers. So, so um. But that is that what it's called? Like anyone will say, like that's a Mennonite brethren church. Like why? What is that word? Why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably speaks to the patriarchy of men in leadership in in this church denomination. But wow. um, okay, I feel like it's fairly common. I I don't know. I don't know how big that denomination is but i believe it's a specific dominant denomination that um both of my parents you know went to churches and in, kind of in that belief system okay um and so i'm yeah minnesota i'm talking about my mom's parents um we uh went to um you know, eventually my, my grandparents growing up were living in Missouri um, and country church, Sycamore Grove Mennonite Church. Um, kind of proud of myself that I remember the name. Um, <laughs> and it was literally like a country church. Like, again, there's probably, yeah, 50 to 100 people at that church. But small towns and communities around there, like people came out there. There was literally like fields and just country around the church. Um, but they eventually like built on a gym to that church and stuff. Like um, my uncle on my dad's side um, was a singer, it was a part of like a barbershop quartet. Um, like, yeah, yeah. They were international champions in 1986 so um very much he was he led he led a lot of the, like the singing in this sycamore grove church um and they had like an easter cantata that he always like directed and stuff like that um so it's a big part of that community as well um was that church so I have a question. Was that yeah. church considered with that word brethren? I think it was. I think it was a Mennonite brethren church. Okay. Um, but I don't know for sure. I would have to research and look. Because um, I just Googled, because I was just, that word obviously yeah. came out to me for some reason. And it is a different, like, it's a, a like. Offshoot? Yeah. A part of, like. A, or. I can't think of the word like this is <clears throat> oh my god my brain hang on one second like this is mennonite but it's the subcategory okay whatever, you know yeah <clears throat> and it's a it's, i'm i'm literally just scanned i know nothing and i'm going yeah. to report back facts later but it's seeming that the brethren is a bit more amish than the other one yeah um so did you see that growing up did you like see the so yeah i mean in this church more so than my more so than the mennonite church in minnesota like this one in missouri um women would wear 
uh, covering over their head. Um, it was mo mostly like a white mesh, like my grandma would like pin it into her hair. Um, so very much they they honored and held up this like women should not wear like jewelry to adorn themselves and like show off. Um, my grandma wore just very like so like this thing. Yes. Okay. Or similar. Yep. Yeah. Um, sometimes a little bit bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just very plain dresses. Um, not really to you know, not no shape to them. Just put it over the length of your body type thing. Um, and that's you know not big on jewelry not big on there's certain colors like that did the women all have to like wear a certain color mm, i don't think it was conformity in that way okay. like i feel like i know i'm, I'm going a lot of them in my head a little bit but yeah 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 <laughs> i feel like my grandma wore a lot of like floral patterns and stuff like that she probably made a lot of her own okay i see but did they all have like those stuff things, like, but... there's a box okay yeah, it's I I don't if it's like what we've seen from Handmaid's Tale. I I it wasn't like that. I mean, there was a um, but just just people look pretty like plain, you know, like yeah. and um, hymns in that church as well. Um, and in these churches and the especially in um the church that I grew up in first. Like everything is about biblical literalism. Um, what the Bible says is what we expect. You know, um, my my grandpa, his favorite verse to always tell all the grandchildren was Romans twelve two: Do not be conformed to this to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, and hmm. Um, so I, you know, stressed in that, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world or do not be conformed to this world. It was like kind of this thing of like, don't get caught up in worldly things. Okay. Um, that, uh, I, th I think in some ways is kind of this, um, you know, don't get too involved or like culture too much is kind of, how it like got interpreted, in, you know. Well, okay, at Grace, don't get outside of the bubble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Be in this Christian bubble because if you don't stay within it, you could see yourself falling away. You could see yourself becoming one of the lost. Um, and you will get lost. Yeah, right. It, you know, because, uh, you know, Evil or Satan yeah. is out there, and he's the deceiver. He's the ultimate deceiver, and uh, you know, you need you kind of need to stay within Christian fellowship, is a term, um, to be safe in in order to be safe and not not uh, become deceived or lost. So, um, that's a, yes. like looking at the black and white of that just right there. Whoa, mm -hmm. cult. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I would love to hear you tell the story because did you remember the goldfish story from the uh that we were talking about in the group chat? You said it was a story that was told in chapel. Bart, you don't remember it? I don't think I do. I'm. Um. Somebody came to chapel, took a goldfish out of its thing, and like literally put a timer for. I feel like it was like three minutes. Like it was way too long, and we we're all yeah. sitting there just like, what? And it was we're gonna like, watch a fish die right now. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. And there was like so much in me of being like, oh my god, I need to go save this fish, you know. But yeah. it was the concept of if you get out of the grace bubble, you will die. Yeah. And there was, you know, a pressure to be involved in a church. I can't remember if we were expected to report like report what church we went to or anything like that. I, I don't think there necessarily was because I kind of got out of it because I, working in the radio, I got onto a Sunday shift. I was working yep. on Sunday mornings yeah. at the radio station. Um, and Great so I, ever. I listened to it forever, by the way. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, Sunday mornings, I worked for a worship shift, but um, but yeah. Wait, no, like, you did like a like really late night one didn't you uh, on saturday night i oh, did yeah mm -hmm. so yeah but but yeah for a few years especially when i was in college i worked on sunday mornings and um so I, somebody had to, t to turn christ community live on um <laughs> and uh so uh he worked for the radio that is it was affiliated with grace right yeah it was owned and run by grace at the time um i got a part-time job there my senior year of high school I knew so it. i was like you were there before <laughs> yeah <laughs> I exactly okay so i that was kind of like i had, had dreams about working in radio and i grew up listening to that radio station mm -hmm. and um so um it was kind of like this thing like though like in high school you know, like a career thing and uh study and it was like radio broadcasting you want to be a dj there aren't that many jobs and if you do get a job it doesn't pay well um which is true so then when i finally when I got a part-time job at a radio station my senior year at the radio station I grew up listening to, and I'm a Christian listening to Christian radio, um, I was like, well, this is it. Like, I'm not going to give high. up my job to yeah. go anywhere else. <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. I'm going to Grace University. I'm going to get a radio broadcasting degree. And like, this is what I'm into. Mm -hmm. So all of, all of that also was a part of my being sheltered, being programmed, you know, stay, you know, even, you know, I branched out from listening to exclusively Christian music eventually, but even that, you know, like, ooh, like watch what, what you take in because you can get deceived or taken in by the world, you know, um, and that kind of thing. So. Uh, I started listening to Christian like punk. I think Reliant K was like 
MXPX. Mm-hmm. That was really my first. Well, and then the hardcore. Like I was very into yeah. like the screaming music. I was a very angry teenager, but <laughs> I don't listen to it at all anymore. It's funny, but it was all oh, the concerts. It just that feeling. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. But um, anyways, it was a huge scene in our day. Like yeah, Omaha had a very big Christian music scene. And uh, it was fun. And I was I found my loophole where my parents like the world is telling you that the church is safe. So you can't not let her go. That was the only thing that they would let me do, even though they were not Christian at all. They did not believe in that. They didn't go to church Mm -hmm. like at all. But instead of being grounded all the time, I could go do that kind of stuff, whatever. My youth pastor that was at the church, like, literally started, of course, this is my life, though, um, the week that I fucking showed up, you know? Yeah. Um, And he was into punk music and all this stuff, and he was the one that kind of introduced me into that. Going to Grace and showing other Christians the Christian music that I listened to and them telling me that it was terrible. Or <laughs> sinful because it wasn't like oh yeah or whatever you know right that was mind blowing to me because I was like I'm not out here listening to cocaine and gin yeah. and like what like <laughs> yeah it was just so I that I was outcasted from the outcast like but uh-huh. oh my god it was a weird feeling <laughs> well, I even like yeah I I had a five iron frenzy cd and they were so good yeah yeah and my dad was like looking through the lyrics like doesn't where's all the christian content on here you know like there's you know and there were there were the cd i had just there were a few songs that you could tell you know but a lot of it was just fun music that was you know uh Trying to help the freaking kids (laughs) of our age be like hey parents let them just listen to it it's safe we're yeah. not terrible people. Like, that's yeah. all it was. Yeah. And that, like, when I went to Cornerstone Festival, mm-hmm. did you go to Cornerstone Festival? I did. I think it was my senior year of high school. My Me and my best friend went. I used my uh, Christian music website, uh, and um, I don't know if I had started the radio thing yet. I might have. But I took a tape recorder with me and, like, went to the Pat Press tense and like oh wow i got you know i recorded toby mac who's saying hey this is toby mac you're listening to whatever and yeah oh um, my god i didn't even think of that aspect of it oh that's cool yeah huh. it was interesting too to see i had never seen i saw me without you there yes and there was thrashing around with plants on stage and yeah, yeah it was <laughs> so good yeah so good yeah 2003 was the year my parents went my first year was 2001 okay my parents you were there the year your parents went you went with your parents okay okay, so my mom my parents were like okay we're gonna do this thing where when you're a senior you get a pick of the vacation (laughs) um they stayed in their little motorhome the whole time yeah they didn't do anything 
<clears throat> but it was very nice to have freaking air conditioning because that was the first time I ever had that and the only time we ever had that the whole time I ever went there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the year that I actually met all my really, really, really close friends. Cornerstone is going to have to be a whole other, other I, I think, side note because I researched the shit out of Jesus People USA, Japuza, and that's the uh -huh. it too. Have you ever done that research? I mean, that's <laughs> like going back to like Jesus People of the 70s and stuff, or I think so. Yeah. Who ran Cornerstone? Okay. Yeah. They lived on that's that property all year. And yeah, I mean, that's some of the pioneers of Christian rock and roll. Yep. And California. And that has like Calvary Chapel roots and stuff, I believe. So hang on. There is like something that's happening in my head. What was that? Is it Striker? Striper. Striper. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it the, the hell with the devil? The hell with the devil. I could just hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh okay, sorry. My dad had that record. Oh. I mean, I don't think it was his favorite, but he had it. Yeah. And they had this black and yellow, yep. uh, like guitars and like car and like they were all in the like it was yeah. like hair metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were there one year that I was at Cornerstone. That was fun. <laughs> oh, fun. Okay, no more Cornerstone because, yeah. but that's that's kind of like how I. Like that was Christian to me. That was that was my yeah church. So going to Grace, that wasn't that was not what it was. Okay, I want to know how because both of your parents did. Okay, correct me. Did both of your parents go to Grace? Just one of them. Okay, tell me that. <clears throat> um, so my mom, like she's uh has like three or four older siblings big family can't believe i i think it's like six or seven um kids in their family my dad is similar number uh, i don't even know the exact number i could try to but i'm not going to um and so she had older siblings that had gone to grace already it was kind of like um there was a good number of mountain lake minnesota but even when i was at grace there were people from the mountain lake area like these families that kind of generations like we know of this you know grace bible institute of you know of eventually changing their names throughout the years but like grace bible college um this was like which kind of makes sense uh as we've talked about like grace is mennonite roots and then if you've got a mennonite church in the area that it's like this is this is a place that you send your kids to yep. for a good christian education to be um safe from the world and be trained correctly you know a lot of missionaries went out from grace um that aspect preachers um, <clears throat> I yeah. think that I actually read, and I'm gonna correct myself if I'm wrong because I know that it's in this book, but uh -huh. it was designed to train people to be leaders in the churches. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, going missionaries and churches, whatever. But but yeah, yep. 
my mom went there, I believe, in 78, I want to say. Um, and um, she, I don't think she, she didn't end up getting her degree, but she met my dad through a mutual friend. My dad had just come up to Omaha because his older brother had come up. Um, he went to a, my dad went to a Christian high school in Hutchison, Kansas, lived in dorms, didn't live with his parents in high school. Um, and I think it was called Cornerstone Christian. Um, and so when he was finishing up high school, his older brother was already up in Omaha working. And so he was like, I'm going to go up and find a job in Omaha. And um, so then um, he met my mom at a friend's house through a mutual friend. Um, but so yeah, she was there for college. He was there for work. Um, but had, you know, all of this. Christian upbringing. Up. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And they're still together. They are. Yep. Do they like, I, I, whatever. Do you have contact with them? I do. Yep. Okay. And not a lot, but yeah. Yeah, well, you have but, them yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they are. Cool. Um, still in a pretty conservative Christian church, I would say. I think that they've opened up on some things. Um, it's like fa family dinners now include wine sometimes, um, and stuff like <laughs> that. But uh, do you know of any uh, like Mennonite anything in Peru, Nebraska? No. Okay. <clears throat> the only reason I ask that is this is that I got my shed from them. Okay. And uh, when they found out that. <laughs> um, oh, I have to tell you a story first. Okay. Yeah. So I met this woman. I think it was because she like posted on Facebook, like, oh, there's sheds for sale. I don't know. It was something like that. But she was doing it the like she shed, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna connect to her because I need like yay woman. I don't wanna be like mansplained through this whole fucking thing. So mm -hmm. um I chose her and we were talking about it and she helped me set it all up, whatever. And she was very like hesitant to talk about the color um until like very, 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 very end. Like, I had already picked it out. It's glitterberry pink. It is bright pink. And yeah. um, when we went to go tell him, like, she was she was very, like, we have to tell, like, she's not Mennonite, obviously, and was, like, tiptoeing around and trying to whatever, you know. Uh, but then he found out, oh, my God, why are we doing this pink, you know? <laughs> um, then found out that I claimed to be a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had to come back here like four times and it has nothing to do with like, whatever, like the windows were upside down, like weird stuff, you know, Yeah. and just random things. And every time I can just tell that it's just a, such a uncomfortable weirdness, like, you know, but there's yeah. so much of me that's like, oh my God, like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same team and you just think <laughs> because of what I look like. Like, stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So it was a very interesting, um, I guess, dynamic and whatever. And obviously, I was supposed to be on this little weird journey with my shed, but I had no fucking idea about the Mennonite aspect of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, um, okay, well, I guess I want to, I want to ask you your grace experience i know that's ginormous but i want to know like yeah i mean (laughs) i think that in some ways like it was very much a different experience than you had in a lot of ways because i was conditioned to christian environment i was used to how this all like this whole background I had in church things and church stuff, like that was a lot of pretty much all that I knew. I knew some of the cool Christian stuff too, um, <laughs> you know, but I, I'm like, I can walk into these spaces. Yeah. I've been there, you know, like I know people like this mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I've now been to public school and I've uh, been exposed to some things, but, you know, I, have grown up around people that are very sheltered sometimes and stuff like that. Like I know how to navigate this. Um, I think the music really helped for you. Yeah. Like that was the only way you ended up not hella sheltered. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think that may be true. Um, And uh, so I think that, um, yeah, I'd been to Christian school before and stuff like that. Um, so um, I went four and a half years, got my degree. And um, did you live on campus? I just I can't remember. Yes. Okay. So I, I, yeah, I did live on campus the whole time. My first year, I was roommates with Wade. Um, and then kind of years after that, I just got my own dorm room um and then for whatever like what's what's the name of the door like the person in charge of each hall oh uh ra yeah so i was an ra like junior senior year i think it was um so eventually yeah i kind of became one of the leaders on campus you know and that kind of thing too so like um as much as in some ways i feel like i was finding the rebels and you know there was a little bit in me that way as well like you know i mean i wasn't a big rule breaker and you know helped enforce the rules eventually as an ra (laughs) you know um i was a team lead my second year Okay. So that's the step below the RA. Yeah. 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 I picked my team leads and stuff. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, we had, I think it was Wednesday chapels, just like my Christian school at Grace and weekly required scanning in to prove that you were there. Um, oh, I never like, I never grasped that that was like a. Why we were doing that or. 
Yeah. Yep. It was required to scan in the proof that you had attended. Um, and I, I would say that um, in a lot of ways, though, um, I mentioned a little bit in that group chat, like, think that um, grace was good for me being in a specific kind of uh, sect or like division of Christianity um, that although grace had its roots, it still attracted um, Christians to come to a Christian college um, where they had come from different denominational backgrounds right. and, and beliefs. And I think that that was all like because of money. They needed to allow more people in and like mm -hmm. They definitely kicked out a lot of people, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But so, yeah. but I think yeah, even in the classroom there, and the the teachers, we had some teachers that uh, or professors um, that really were like, like I don't know about what they believe, or like yeah. this is way different. Like, you know, we we talked about a professor that like his his big thing. He taught New Testament, and uh, I can't remember what else he taught, but... Um, what are you talking about? Nebuchadnezzar, or not Nebuchadnezzar. I was talking about um, the oh. guy that we... So was, uh, you, you found the YouTube video of him preaching. Yeah, Haugi. Uh, yeah. Um, his, his big thing was, like, believe and you will be saved. Like, there is nothing beyond believing a concept that jesus is the son of god and you could doesn't matter what you do after that point you are saved yeah it was kind of his big thing and it was oh like my god that's so weird i didn't were you in his romans class by chance i don't think i was i think i was in a i think i went through romans but it was with somebody else because mine was like a short camper, actually Mine was a short, like, must have been winter break or summer or something, you know, because I lived there all the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, he, I remember that concept where he was very much, um, if you believed, you are saved. So you have to ask for forgiveness, right? Like, if you don't ask for forgiveness, then you don't go to heaven. The whole predetermination, blah, blah, blah. But, like um I, that's why i wrote down your romans thing because I, I wanted to know if it was going to bring up anything for me with that class because i got kicked out of that class because i asked the question if you believe in predetermination then why why is it wrong for a woman to have an abortion if you know that the child is going to have addiction to crack or grow up in a terrible home or but whatever you know like something like that and i literally he just was like get out mm. yeah. yeah and i i was so like what the fuck and then i got kicked out of another time in that class because i have a twin that died at birth and he flat out told me your twin is not in heaven then because your twin didn't get to ask for forgiveness i'm wow. like what <laughs> that's I mean, I grew up in a belief system of, uh, you know, like if an occasion, uh, an agent of accountability concept of like. Right. I remember thinking that way with a lot of churches, but he was all. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, 
that class um yeah. then like even like theology one theology two we're going through concepts of biblical theology and we're also covering like in some ways they're like there was a little bit of like and this is the right way to think about this one but some people think this different way yeah. but a lot of times it was open-ended like um you know, so, some denominations feel this way about things. And this, here are the biblical um, references of why they believe this certain way. And it just opened up for me, like, a lot of, you know, like, there are, like, a lot of well-intentioned, well-studied theologians that come to very different conclusions. And they're not trying to be um just more loosey-goosey with how they approach things it's just they come to different conclusions and different beliefs um and i think that 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 stuck with me like oh, it didn't really wow. it, it didn't fully manifest itself until later but just like everywhere i had been it was like well we we interpret the Bible literally, and if you read the Bible, just the what what it says is what it means, then you come to the right way of thinking about things, which is one specific way. And everybody that doesn't believe that way, they're they're lost. They're you know they're not, you know they're not with us, you know, and um, not necessarily that they're going to hell, but Catholics were going to hell for sure, you know, and stuff like that, you know. So. <laughs> Uh, and I love that you just said, and I, I'm so thankful that we're having this conversation because I'm seeing, uh, just from your point of view, like the theology class opened your mind, you know, to yeah. me, I was like trying to like make it more because I didn't understand why it was so very limited. Huh? Yes. I don't know why, but I have a memory of i got kicked out of that class too but like i i offended this girl with red hair <laughs> i can't remember her name it was something with the pre-determination thing too but okay. yeah and i got kicked out and i literally yep it was him because i remember him saying to me um i have to kick you out because all of these people do not know how to think like you so he was compassionate towards your the way you were thinking in some ways but, but yeah just, and i had a couple yeah. teachers that were that way yeah but oh there was teachers that were like you're the devil <laughs> in some ways i feel like professors at grace all had different ways it was like a very to me at the time it felt like they all have their own intricacies on what their own beliefs are, right. which is very interesting to me. Like yeah. we're getting exposed to different concepts and I feel like um, I can't, I wish I remember a lot more of the specifics on this, but I feel like weeks when we would have a special speaker as well. A lot of the times it felt like something out of the box that is like, you're being challenged to like, like this is somebody that probably thinks differently about things than the way you grew up with, and you know, like a take it in. at chapel. 
huh? Like at chapel, and like okay. they would have special week. I can't remember what that was called. Sometimes it was like chapel every day with a special speaker. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Um, and the class that will not like we read this book, The Liquid Church, and like Hannes uh, read a book from him. What and they're it? like, who? Erwin McManus. Erwin McManus. Yes. So he is. Uh, these are kind of progressive. Like this whole class is kind of like kind of covering progressive ways of doing church and concepts of like, you know, so like there's these churches out in California and they're like, how they attract people with art and like um, serve a homeless people and different things like that. Um, and um, so that was all interesting too. I think also like um, Rob Bell had started to make his NUMA videos. Are you familiar with Rob? You don't know who Rob Bell is? So Rob Bell has been ostracized by the church now because he, I think in 2012, came out with a book called Love Wins and kind of questioned um, the reality of hell and um, whether or not maybe just love wins and there's a God that loves people and and that kind of thing. But like wow. at the time that we were in college, like he was at a church in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they made very sh like well-produced short videos under this name Numa. Um, Spell that. And N O O M A. Ooh, that does look okay. Hmm. And they were like five minute videos of him just kind of like, let's think about a concept. And it, it was like he came from a progressive place. Um, so I can't remember an example of what kind of, you know, that looked like, but um, it was always like something that make, made you think, you know, and okay. maybe the way that we, should look at loving people and accepting people as different than what we um, grew up with. You know, I think is a lot of it, you know. Um, so I did, those kinds of things kind of formed and kind of helped me ch start changing the way I thought about things. I would say that another aspect of being at Grace was um, just like, growing up with true love weights and like abstinence and um you know i signed a true love weights pledge that hung on my wall in high school wow. and um hang on do i really have a memory of a poster in grace with a kitten with something about masturbating every like, time you masturbate a kitten dies or something like that yeah <laughs> I mean, that was like, I don't know. I don't remember it being hung up at Grace, but I mean. I really think I remember it being in the, like, hallway, like, to go into the classrooms. Oh, really? It's Stanford. Huh. Hmm? Yeah. And, so, and you know, my parents were like, you're not going to date in, while you're in high school. Like, dating is for when you're finding somebody to marry. So, you know, and kind of too, too many things can go wrong 
you know, we're, we're staying away from that. Um, so I was never allowed to fully like, in date or explore. Yeah. So it's like, then you get to college and it was like, well, that restriction is away and you're not at home anymore. You're living in a dorm. Um, so it was such an interesting, like, I, uh, to, to like meet people and was like, I think I like you. And then like, let's go see a movie together. And like the first experience like that, my freshman year, like we went to several, a couple of movies and we like held hands a bunch. And of course I never kissed until I got married. Like I, I still like was a good Christian kid. Like, but it was just like, I'm feeling all these things and I'm touching a girl through a and during a movie, like we're holding hands the whole movie and our hands are getting sweaty and clammy and whatever. Um, but then like two weeks later, I'm like, I don't think I could see myself marrying you. So I got to let you go, you know? And, uh, just like that, I have to feel like I can marry you to stay with you. Um, so it was like, um, I just yeah, like, say like that's such a ginormous concept for an 18, 19, 20 year old to even think about. Right. Yeah, we were so young and it was like yet yeah, it was like this one of the other people in our group, I think it was Jamie, was saying like uh, it was just this expectation. It was like nobody really talked about it, but like by the time you're out of college you will have found your spouse, you know? So like, this I don't the think time. that, I don't think that people maybe didn't talk about, I don't think that the boys talked about it. Maybe. Girls talk. The, the bathroom stalls were plastered in. This is what I want my wedding dress to be. I want this to be da, da, da. like, they, they were going to school to get their MRS degree. Right. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I had yeah, so many people. I remember I like literally asking people like, oh, what are you going to school for? To find my husband. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that was I, reality. When you're 18, yeah. you don't know what you're fucking doing. Oh. And the, yeah, I was like, so that was such an I then I felt like I by the end of my into my sophomore year or whatever. I was like, okay, I'm going to officially, like, I'm going to take a break because I feel like I have this reputation of now of, like, liking too many girls and, like, oh, I like this girl now. Now I like this girl now. And, oh, she's not interested in me. Well, now I like this girl. Um, and it was just, I mean. Exhausting. Yeah. I, I think I used to really, like, feel bad about myself, but about the, you know, gosh, like, I'm so messed up, you know, and, like, yes, like, there's a, a, like, um, feeling about, you know, what, what do girls go through in those years as well, like, constantly, every interaction with a guy, like, oh, he likes me, surprise, surprise, you know, um, and what does he want, or what are his intentions, and, different things like that it was all though like exploration though and like figuring stuff out you know and um i wish i knew then how 
you know how much in a, in a way i feel like i knew that i could be friends with girls without um it leading to something else because i did have friends and i with i feel like um my personality and growing up with sisters like i tend towards gravitating towards friends that are of the opposite gender um but you know even i had, did have a friend like junior where we hung out a lot and stuff and she eventually was like like what are your like i i feel like i'm like you and yet i don't know if you feel the same about me and i'm like no i feel like you're my good friend and that's it and she kind of was like i i don't think we can keep being close friends anymore because i'm trying to find a husband type of thing you know like uh and if that's not where you're at then you know we oh can't God. close you know but yeah there's all kinds of relationship type things that were messy i have a i have a question yeah do you remember the the like 7 a.m. class that we had to go to that was about like for dating. No, and I tried to avoid 7 a.m. play classes, plague, but well, yeah, I did too. But I think that this was like a it had to a requirement. Yeah, about dating. It was like a class that we had to take, and it was it was basically like this is how you date. This is how you are gonna get married, and what you like stuff like that. I can't remember. Like my guess is that I did, you know. If it, but it was just normal stuff for you. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I wish I remember more about. But the what thing that is, was like, but I bet it's pretty messed up. But right when you were just talking, it made me realize. I think it must have been into our second semester in the first year because I remember going into that class and I didn't go very much. I know that I had people like write my name in or whatever because I couldn't yeah. ever wake up. Um, but I, I never once had the thought that a guy talking to me meant that he wanted to like, try to date me or marry me. Like that was uh, not even a fucking concept at all. And then yeah. after that class, I am, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. I, but I mean, obviously, nobody's going after me because I had a fucking mohawk and didn't look like them. <laughs> but whoa, yeah, our difference of our journey was so weird. Yeah, oh. Oh, I want to keep going, but we're gonna go way over two hours, and that's too much, so we have to stop. Yeah, I want to also um, eventually like pick your brain about like where you're at now what's going on like because okay. you use like what is the word like deconstructing what is the word deconstruction yeah yeah like i don't even know anything about that and i would love to teach people i would love to help like yeah um, to, because oh my god i didn't know that i was a cult for a while <laughs> people who have deconstructed right. and you know and uh, and the church community also you know, it has a sense of people that are deconstructing and like, that's a bad thing. And um, it's all 
basically though allowing yourself to ask questions mm. and that take you <laughs> and you know a lot of times it does take you in a different place than you've been it doesn't a lot of I mean, there are people that deconstruct and they are still christians but it looks very much different um but it's kind of a rethinking of everything you know um you unravel the belief system and it has an effect on everything else about what you think about everything though so yeah but it helps you to get to you yeah and that's the whole like that's that's why we started this at the beginning where i'm like the answers are within for me and i'm gonna figure this out and first of all i just want to say like church whatever just in general like yes it is so good for so many people and whatever Mm -hmm. but everyone has a I want to say obligation to understand themselves. Yeah. And that is something that I don't think that this particular kind of place we were in did not allow that. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to just follow yep. orders. And there were, the Bible was used to, you know, the the heart is wicked, we were taught. You know, like looking to yourself for the answers is going to lead you away from God, you know, is, yeah. is kind of what is taught. So, um, and that's the farthest thing from the truth. Right. Because we are all connected. Like, we are. I Have you ever read, listen, whatever to the conversations with God? What What is that? It's a book. It's a lot of, it's a long, it's a long time. I don't know how many books it is, but it was like fucking 15 hours, I think. <laughs> Conversations with God. Mm-hmm. And I really do recommend it. It's, it's really good because it made me, I don't know, I guess just like understand. Um, it's a personal thing with every single person. We have to figure out who we are. What is our relationship? What is God? Are we like what? What goes? You have to unravel. I love the unravel. Like mm-hmm. it really is because when you're kids, you get programmed, and for you, it kept going for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, so there are certain chunks of our lives where we get programmed, but we gotta unravel. 